Notice verse 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. A great storm was followed by a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? The Lord spoke to us this morning saying to have faith, encouraging us to have faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The miracle here of Jesus calming this storm has a great deal to say to us today about our life. This particular miracle, and I believe as all the miracles of the Lord Jesus do in the Bible, They have lessons that we can learn from them, and they were given to minister to those individuals at that particular time. But those miracles were also given to us today so that we can glean from them and learn lessons from them as well. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still alive. He's seated at the right hand of God and he's here present in this service today. He's, he's, still, he's still alive. Can I get an amen? He hasn't changed at all. But this, this miracle here, this particular incident in the life of Jesus and his disciples gives us some valuable lessons about life, some valuable lessons about storms, because this is, I believe, this is a microcosm of our journey on life's sea. And I really believe this morning that I'm going to probably, by the help of the Holy Spirit, address some things that some of us here in this service today are experiencing. Because I'm sure that there are some today that are probably facing some kind of a spiritual storm in your life. And really maybe even wondering if you're going to be able to make it through this storm or not. We all face those spiritual storms, and sometimes they last longer than what we would like for them to. And we wonder, am I ever going to make it through? Am I ever going to get out of this? And that was kindly the way the disciples were. They were really wondering if they were going to make it through this storm or not. But you know, as well as I do, I think we're all convinced and we all know that storms are a part of life and that all of us, all of us face storms. Someone has made this statement and said this, which I believe is true. And that is this, you are either, today, all of us here are either in a storm, we're coming out of a storm, or we're headed to a storm. All of us fall in one of those three categories. We're either in a storm now, or we're just coming out of a storm. And I pray that by the end of this service today, that those who are in the storm will find your way out of the storm and find peace in the midst of the storm, or else you're headed to a storm. But the fact is that storms are a part of our life. You may be in a storm today and maybe even feeling like you're going under. You need some lessons today that Jesus has for us. And we all can glean some great lessons from this miracle where Jesus calmed this angry storm. Now Jesus here in this narrative, he gets on the ship with his disciples and he says to them, 
Uh, you know, and we've been talking from this, we've been preaching from this fourth chapter, the things that Jesus has been doing and the miracles He's been performing and the healings that have been taking place. And then for the last few weeks, we've talked about His teaching and the parable of the sower that He taught them there by the seaside. But now He finishes His teaching and He says to His disciples, let's get in this boat, you get in this boat with me, and let's go over to the other side. And it isn't unusual to compare life to a journey on a ship. The Apostle Paul, when he was talking to, writing to Timothy, and Paul mentioned this figure and told Timothy, he said, that the, he said the time of my departure is at hand. He was picturing a vessel that was getting ready to let loose from the shore and move out upon the ocean of eternity. But the same way we are on a journey through this life today. We're headed to a destination, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but we're headed to a destination that uh, will, will, will end in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We're passing through this life, passing over the sea of life to get to the other side. How many is going with me to the other side? Amen? So this is a picture of that vessel that is moving out into the ocean of eternity. And today, you know, we are on the old, we're, we're on the sea of time and the old ship of Zion. And there was, you know, there's some of our old hymns, some of the old hymns of the church, which I love, that compare the journey of life to a voyage. One that I, that I just heard recently that really that, that, that quickened this to my heart and just brought back a flood of memories. You know, it's amazing how that you cannot hear a song for a, a number of years and then when you hear it, you automatically, you're so familiar with it that you remember every single word of it. How many knows what I'm talking about? It's just, it's just there somewhere in your mind or somewhere in your spirit. And this song just came flooding back to me the other day. But it's a song that says, Upon life's boundless ocean where mighty billows roll, I fixed my hope in Jesus, blessed anchor of my soul. When trials fierce assail me and storms are gathering o'er, I rest upon His mercy and trust Him more. I've anchored in Jesus, the storms of life I'll brave. I've anchored in Jesus, I'll fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus, for He has power to save. I've anchored in the rock of ages. How many are anchored in Him today? Amen. Amen. Praise God. But we're on a journey through this life. We're on a journey. And we are journeying on this sea of life headed for eternity. And I've heard it said uh, a lot of times, well, you know, one thing about it, we're all in the same boat. Well, that is probably true if you are a Christian today, if you're saved today. Um, all of us who are born again are in the same boat. But here it says that Jesus and His disciples were on one boat. And there were also with him other little ships. There were some other boats as well that were out on that sea of Galilee. So we're not really all in the same boat. There is a difference in the boats that these other people were in and in the boat that the disciples were in. And the big difference was the boat that the disciples were in, Jesus was in the boat with them. Can I get an amen? Oh, hallelujah. See, whatever you do today, whatever you do, don't, don't leave this service unless you know that Jesus is in your boat. Amen? 
Don't, don't leave this service unless you make sure that Jesus is sailing with you. If there's one thing that I want in my life, I want to make sure that the Lord is sailing in my ship. Can I get an amen? I don't want to be caught on life's sea, and especially in the storm, if I don't have Jesus on board with me. You know, we have, we have several this year of our young people that are graduating from high school. And, um, and we're going, to, you know, some of them are going to be leaving and going off to college at a different place. And the thing that I want to say, the, the thing that I want to stress to these young people this morning is this. As you graduate from high school and you go off to college next fall, there's one thing that you need to understand. Be sure that you take Jesus with you on the boat. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we, we need to pray for our youth and pray for our, our, uh, these, young, these young adults that are, that are going off and starting a new, will soon be starting a new chapter in their life. Amen. We need to make sure that we've got Jesus on board our boat. And I'd like to say, you know, to you, you guys that are going off to college next year, the first thing you need to do, wherever you're going, find you a good, spirit-filled, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, in church and get in it and attend it and be a part of it. Amen. Keep Jesus in your boat on board your ship. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. There may, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of situations in life that we go through. And you may be here today. There may be somebody here today, you know, a business person in this service. And you're planning a business deal. But can I tell you that before you go into that business venture, whatever you do, be sure that you've got Jesus on board with you. Make sure that you're being directed and led by and accompanied by the Lord Jesus Christ. Because sooner or later, whatever you're going into, you're going to have a storm that will arise in your life. And when storms do come raging, it's better to have, it's always better to have Jesus on board the boat and with you in the midst of the storm. Now, you know, the presence of Jesus, and, and people, people sometimes get the idea, well, if the Lord is with me, then, you know, I, everything's always going to be smooth sailing. Well, I, after all, I am saved. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. I do believe in the Lord. I do believe His Word. So everything should just be smooth sailing. But how many of us know tonight that that's not always the case? The presence of Jesus with us does not keep us from the storm. It does not make us exempt from the storm. But I can tell you this, that His presence with us does assure us a safe passage through the storm. He will get us to the storm. Come on, amen? Why, Brother Rick, would I need Jesus? I mean, if everybody's going to have storms, whether they're saved or whether they're not, what difference does it make whether Jesus is on board my ship with me or not? Well, I'm going to tell you, it makes all the difference in the world. Because when you've got Jesus on board with you and you face the storm, with Jesus, there will always you will always have a sense of direction in the way that you are going. Amen? Jesus said here in this 35th verse, He said to His disciples, Let us pass over to the other side. 
Now notice what Jesus did not say. He did not say, let us go out into the sea and capsize and go under. Are you with me? He said, we're going over to the other side. Let us pass over. There are millions of people today that are in the world who don't know their sense of direction. There's people today that don't know where they came from. They don't know why they are here. They don't know where they're going. They have no purpose in life. They have no sense of direction in life. They have no sense of destiny for their life. Amen? But if, listen, if that describes you today, then what you need to do is invite Jesus on board and take him along with you on your journey of life. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something today. Every one of you have a purpose, and God has a plan, and God has a purpose for your life. But you'll miss that purpose. You'll not know what's going on. You'll not have the sense of direction unless you have Jesus on board with you. See, Jesus gives us direction. Can I get an amen? Jesus will take us over to the other side, and he will take us through anything that that comes our way that would try to prevent us from getting to the other side. And there will be a lot of things in life that will try to stop you and try to stop me and try to prevent us from getting to the other side. But Jesus gives us that sense of direction in life. We're not just wandering around here wondering what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make it through life? You know, just kindly willy-nilly. No, Jesus has a plan and has a direction. And you need to get Him involved in your life and follow His plan and direction. But He also gives us that sense of destination. See, as I said, God has that plan and that purpose for all of us. And the place that He wants to bring you to and bring me to is, as He said here, to the other side. Now, ultimately, we know that ultimately, where is the other side? The other side is going to be heaven. Amen? It's going to be that other shore. But in this life, and that's what I'm shooting for. Come on, somebody. I want to get to that other side. Nothing going to stop me from getting to that other side because I got Jesus on my boat. Amen? But in this life, as we go through this life, the other side can also refer to God's will and purpose and plan for us and for our lives. The Bible says, you're all familiar with Jeremiah 29 and 11. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Now, God has a plan for you. And those plans include, he said, they're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future. That's the plan that he has for us. And I know that if I stay in the boat with Jesus, that I'm going to make it to the other side. And the only way that I'm going to make it to the other side is I've got to stay in the boat that Jesus is in. Amen. I can't jump ship in the midst of the storm. I can't get afraid and jump overboard. Come on, there's a lot of times people do that. They want to jump ship in the midst of the storm. But that's the very time you need to stand fast and stay in the boat and trust in the Lord. Can I get an amen? 
Hallelujah. I, I just happen to believe this morning that the Lord Jesus Christ is able to keep me and to keep you safe and secure in every storm of life, through every trial that we face, in every attack that the enemy would bring against us, that he is able to keep us safe and bring us to safely to the other side. You know how I know that, I, that, that I've got the assurance today that I'm going to make it to heaven and make it to the other side because my faith and my confidence is not in Ricky anybody with me today my faith in, and confidence in making it to heaven is not on anything that I have done, but it's on what Jesus has already accomplished and done for me at Calvary Hallelujah. And a number of years ago, I made the decision to ask him to get on my boat and to get in my life and to come into my life. And I trusted him with my salvation. I trusted him with my soul. And I'm believing today that as long as I will maintain my faith in him, in his finished work, and stay on board the ship with him, he will make sure I make it to the other side. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise the Lord today. The Bible says that we are kept by the power of God through faith. The Bible says in the book of Jude that He is able to keep us from falling. He is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Listen to me, saints of God. You don't have to lose out. You don't have to backslide. You don't have to make shipwreck of your faith. As long as you stay in the boat with Jesus, He's going to make sure that you get to the other side. Can I get an amen here today hallelujah you remember when the apostle Paul was in the storm on his way to Rome and they got into that fierce Eurachlodon that fierce nor'easter that terrible storm that they faced and uh, 276 men were on board the ship with Paul and that storm was so fierce they didn't see sun or moon or stars for some 14 days. And that storm was so fierce that even these experienced seamen knew that they weren't going to make it through. All, they had already given up all hope of being saved. And Paul had told them, Paul had given them the assurance because Paul had, a, had an angel visit him there on that ship and told him that if you all will stay on this ship, the ship may be destroyed but you're all going to make it safe to land. And Paul had told them that, that the angel of the Lord had appeared to him, and the angel had told him that everything was going to be all right, just stay in the boat. But there was a group of people that decided they didn't believe Paul, so they were, they were, they were undercover trying to lower some of the lifeboats. They were going to leave, they were going to jump ship and get in the lifeboats and try to escape in the lifeboats to land. And Paul saw what they were trying to do. And Paul said, and this is such a valuable spiritual lesson, Paul said to them, except you abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. He said, cut, he cut those lifeboats loose so they had, they had no way of jumping ship. Stay on the boat. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. No matter what you may 
may go through, no matter what attacks the enemy may bring, no matter what storms may be howling in your life today, stay on board. Stay on the boat. Stay with Jesus. Don't jump ship. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. That's the only way to make it to the destination. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 6. Which hope, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into that within the veil, where is the fore, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus. The Apostle Paul is likening our hope to being an anchor, an anchor in our soul that is sure and steadfast. I was reading that in those days, in those Bible days, that the ships would come into the harbor and Oh, the harbors that at that time had sandbars, had a sandbar. And while the tide was out, the ship couldn't go in because of the sandbar. So what they would do was that they would take an anchor and they would throw an anchor ahead into the harbor. And while they were waiting for the tide to come in, that anchor was there in the harbor. There would be a storm that would arise possibly now and again. But when those storms would come up, those storms would come up, um, that ship might be tossed and it would be turned by that storm and rocked by that storm. But those guys on that ship, they didn't have anything to worry about because the anchor was already in the harbor. Listen to what I'm saying. The anchor was already in the harbor and they knew that when the tide came in that the ship was going where the anchor was. I don't know if anybody's getting that today or not, but I've anchored in Jesus the storms of life I'll brave. My anchor has already been set in Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm going where my anchor is. No storm can capsize me. No storm can upset me. I'm going where the anchor is to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. My faith is anchored in Him and I'm going to make it through. Can I get an amen? I'm going where the anchor is. He's the anchor of my soul. There arose a great storm of wind, the Bible says, which is not uncommon on the Sea of Galilee. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. It was a sudden storm. It came up out of nowhere. And the Bible said that it was a great storm. It came without warning. And as I've already mentioned, none of us are exempt from those storms of life. There was an article some years ago uh, in USA Today where they had interviewed some people about trouble that they were experiencing or had experienced in life. And that article gave the top five troubles that people say that they experience in life. And those five top five things that they had experienced was, number one was the death of a child, two was the death of a spouse, three was, was concern about being able to get food and, and the necessities of life, the fourth one was death of a parent, and the fifth one was some devastating tragedy or accident that happened within the home. Those were the five main troubles that people had experienced at that time. 
But they interviewed these people about these main troubles that they were having. And they found this, that of all these folks that had had these problems, it's that 76% said that in the previous year that they had had a health-related trouble. 76% said that they had a health-related problem in that previous year. That's quite high. I can imagine that would probably be correct with a lot of us in this building today. Amen? I know of folks that within the last year have had some kind of health-related issue or problem. 29% of them said that in that previous year they had had a financial difficulty. 26% said that they had a problem with their family, a domestic issue. 22% of them said that they had experienced some kind of personal problem in their life. The fact is, ladies and gentlemen, that no one is exempt from those storms. We all have them, and they can come upon us when we least expect it. They can come upon us as this storm did, Jesus and the disciples. It came upon them suddenly. It came upon them unexpectedly. It was in an instant of time. It was smooth sailing. Then all of a sudden, there arose a great storm of wind. And I know... I have been there, and I know that many of you have as well, how sudden storms can come in your life when you're just having an ordinary day and everything seems to be going good and you've got up on the right side of the bed. Amen? How many of y'all got up on the right side of the bed this morning? And you got up and you were, you were just, you know, everything was going good. Life was good. The blessings of God were good. And then it just seemed like that out of nowhere a storm would hit. It would just come suddenly and come unexpectedly. Maybe you got a telephone call that day with some bad news. Maybe you got a report from the doctor, some test results that didn't show exactly as you thought that they should or were expecting them to and suddenly you find yourself in a major crisis suddenly you find yourself facing a crushing blow of some kind suddenly you find yourself flattened out by a major problem and suddenly you're in a storm uh, that's raging in your life and you don't know what to do amen hallelujah where do those storms come from well you know they come from different different ways does God cause storms well if you're in disobedience he can yes quiet now sometimes not all the time there are different reasons and sources for the storms of life that come but there are and can be times that the Lord would send a storm into our life. Somebody say, no, not my Lord. He wouldn't send no storm. Well, then, you know, you need to read the book of Jonah. Amen. Did the Lord send a storm in Jonah's life? And he got, you know, he got swallowed up by a whale. Why, why was that? Why did that storm come? Well, he was running from the Lord. He was in disobedience. It was a disciplinary storm to turn him back around and to get him back on the right track. I would welcome a storm in my life that was a storm that if I was off track and if I was running from God and if I was going the different and opposite direction from the Lord, I would welcome a storm for the Lord to send my way to turn me around and say hey Ricky boy you're going the wrong direction you need to get back on track I would welcome a disciplinary storm from the Lord come on somebody 
The Bible says for us not to despise the chastening of the Lord. Amen. When it comes to us. Because His chastening is to bring us, to give us correction. To bring us back into the place we need to be with the Lord. But all storms are not disciplinary storms. All storms do not come from the Lord. If we're not, because listen, there are storms that come to us when we're obeying God. There's storms that come to us when we're in the center of the will of God. There's storms that come to us when we're living close to the Lord Jesus Christ. Were these disciples in the will of the Lord? Well, sure they were. The Lord had said, come on, get in the boat with me, fellas. We're going to the other side. They were obeying the Lord. But yet a storm come. Who sent? I'm going to ask you a question. Who sent the storm on the Sea of Galilee? Who stirred up and caused that wind to rise up suddenly on the Sea of Galilee? I believe with all my heart, I know it wasn't God. It was the devil. Well, how do you know, Brother Rick? Y'all making it hard on me this morning. How do you know that it was a storm from the enemy? Well, I can tell you the reason I know is because the Bible says that in this storm, Jesus rose up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. That word be still means in the Greek, it means to be muzzled. It's like, a, it, it's like that this storm was a wild animal of some kind or a vicious wolf or a dog that needed a muzzle put on it to quiet it down. It needed to be bound and gagged and rebuked. That's not something that Jesus would do to the Father. Amen. He wouldn't try to muzzle something that the Father had sent. And that word rebuked there when it said that He rebuked the wind. That's the same word that is used in the first chapter of Mark when it said that Jesus rebuked an unclean spirit. Well, I can't imagine Jesus, the Son, standing up and rebuking God the Father. Can I get a witness here today? Amen? So we know that the source of this storm was not from Him, not from God. This storm was a satanic attack that had been designed by the devil to stop Jesus and those disciples from getting to the other side. See, here's the thing. There's a demon, if you'll read the next chapter, there's a demon-possessed man there at Gadara where they're headed to, and the devil knows if Jesus gets there, he's going to lose somebody because Jesus is going to set him free he's trying to prevent them from getting where the Lord wants them to be come on amen it's a satanic attack designed to prevent them from getting to the other side ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something today I think you already know this but we must be reminded that we have an enemy we live in a hostile world we live in a fallen a fallen atmosphere where there's demons and fallen angels all around and Satan is the God of this world. I'm here to tell you today that the enemy of our soul will come against us and cause those storms not because of our disobedience to God but because we're in the will of God. He's trying to stop us. He's trying to take us out. God is not your problem today. God is the one that's on board with you to bring you through that situation. Recognize the source of your problem is not God, but it's the enemy.
Hallelujah to the Lamb. So many times the storms of life are severe storms. The Bible says that there arose a great storm. That the ship was now full. Was filling up with water. The boat was creaking. Was cracking. It was a bad storm. It looked like that it was going to go under. It was a devastating time. And all the hope that these disciples had seemed lost. And they were sure that they were going to die. That's how bad it was. That they weren't going to get out. But can I give you some good news today? That not only were they in a storm, but there was a storm tamer. Hallelujah. There was a storm tamer that happened to be on board the boat with them that day. And let me tell you something, saints of God, that there's somebody on board your boat today that knows what to do when the storms of life come your way. Jesus is the master of every storm that will come your way. Amen? These disciples were all shook up. They were all filled with fear. They were wondering why Jesus didn't do something, why He didn't come uh, get up and do something. I mean, He's in the back of the boat. He's fast asleep. And they go to Him and they cry out to Him and they say, Master, Carest thou not that we perish? I mean, he's sound asleep on a pillow, the Bible said. He had had a hard day of ministry. This storm wasn't even waking him up. He wasn't worried about it. He knew they were going to the other side. When you've got that kind of peace, you can sleep right on through the storms of life. Amen? Amen? But they come to him and they say, Don't you care? We're going to drown. Don't you care that we're perishing? Have you ever found yourself in that type of a situation where you didn't see the Lord anywhere, that it didn't appear that He was working in your behalf, that He didn't come to your aid? I think we've all been there from time to time. And this, this, the, the help of the Lord was not immediately apparent. He's on board the boat with them, but it doesn't seem like He's doing anything. He's ignoring the storm. And he's, here they are crying out. Lord, are you there? Lord, don't you care? Lord, I'm praying, but the storm is still raging. We've all been there. Amen. God, do something about it. It wasn't, but listen, here's the thing. It wasn't the fury of the storm that, that got the attention of Jesus. It wasn't the waves that were tossing that boat around like a cork. It wasn't the spray or the water that was coming over and filling up the boat. It wasn't the wind that was popping and cracking the sails of that ship. That wasn't what woke the master. That wasn't what got the attention of the master. The thing that got the attention of the master was the cry of his disciples when they said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? Their cry woke up the master. Can you say amen today? 
Hallelujah. I know those demonic spirits cry out. They scream in our ear all the time and they tell us the Lord doesn't care that the Lord has left us in the midst of that storm. But can I tell you today, the Lord does care for you. Those lies from the pit of hell that says God doesn't love you. God doesn't care what you're going through. That's not true. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all of your care upon Him. Why? For He careth for you. There's someone who cares today about you. And His name is Jesus. And your cries have awoken the Master today. Hallelujah to the Lamb. He hears your cry. He knows your storm and your situation. The problem of the disciples Jesus revealed after the storm was ended and he had calmed it. Jesus said to them, why were you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? That was the, that was their problem. That's our problem. Jesus was saying to the disciples, your heart is filled with fear when it ought to be filled with faith. Thank you for that wonderful enthusiasm. See, fear and faith cannot survive indefinitely in the same heart. One will cancel out the other. Fear will cancel out faith. And faith is what you need to get through the storm. So fear has got to go. Come on, amen. Fear gets your eyes on the storm. Faith gets your eyes on the master. And that's where our eyes have got to be today. Our eyes have got to be on Jesus and not on the circumstances and on the storm. When those disciples were in another storm, Jesus wasn't on board. Remember that? And they thought they were going under and he comes walking to them on the water. Remember that? He comes walking on the water. And Peter looks out. They were afraid at first. They thought it was some kind of phantom or spirit. And, and they were afraid. And Jesus said, be not afraid. It's I. Don't, don't worry. It's just me. And remember what Peter, the, that old, big old fisherman did? He said, Lord, if it's really you, have me come out there to you. And he said, well, come on. And so Peter throws his leg over the side of the boat and steps out on that raging water and raging sea and begins to walk out on the water to the Lord, where the Lord was. But the Bible says, and if you'll read that account in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew's Gospel, the 14th chapter, if you'll read that account, it said that when he saw, when Peter then saw the waves boisterous, he saw the wind that he began to go down and he began to say, 
sink. Listen, the waves were boisterous the whole time. The wind was blowing the whole time. But the problem was Peter got out there and began to focus on the storm and not focus on the master. As long as you're focused on the master, you can make it through the storm. Fear will not have a place in your heart, but you got to focus on Jesus. Focus on his word. Focus on his power. And fear will have no place in your life. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God. Jesus told them, you need to have faith in me. Don't be afraid. 300 and what is it? 66 times in the Bible. Be not afraid. Fear not. Do not fear. That, that terminology is used. Somebody said it's one fear not in the Bible for every day of the week and one even for leap year. Praise God. Come on. Amen. We need not fear today. Hallelujah. The disciples were wrong to fear, but they did the right thing with their fears. It's wrong for us to have fears, but do what they did with your fears. They took their fears to the master. They took their fears to Jesus, and their cry awoken the master. Woo, hallelujah. And when they got there, and they said they cried out to the Lord. I love what the Bible says the next thing happened. Verse 39 said, get your shouting shoes on. Verse 38, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the next words, and he arose, and he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Verse 37 said, There arose a great storm of wind. Verse 39 said, And he arose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory. The storm arose, but then Jesus arose. And when Jesus Christ steps into the scene, when Jesus arises, I can tell you that there is help that is on the way. Amen? When Jesus rises, when Jesus rises, the storm may come up, but Jesus will step up. When you're going through a storm, let Jesus rise up and do something in your life. Amen? Let me tell you something, saints. I'd rather be in a storm with Jesus than to be in a calm without Jesus. You are safer in the storm with Jesus than you are anywhere else on this earth without Jesus. Safety is not the absence of the storm, but safety is the presence of the Master with you in the storm because He's the one that can calm the stormy seas of your life. Amen? Jesus arose. The Bible says that he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace be still. I can see this. If you will use your imagination a little bit. As Jesus gets up 
steps up to the bow of that boat. The spray from the sea is dripping from his calm face. He's not worried about anything. And he rebukes the wind and the sea, and he says to that storm, this is all that it took. Be quiet. You know, he, it actually, what he actually said was, sit down and shut up. <laughs> well, we know he's not talking to God. He's talking to the storm. He's rebuking the storm. And immediately when he told that storm, peace be still, the Bible said that the wind immediately hushed, the waves fell instantly at his feast, the wind ceased, it stopped, and the Bible said that immediately there was a great calm, a great calm. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That word great. How many knows what that Greek what the Greek word for great is? You know there's there's a Greek word for every English word. And the Greek word for great there is the Greek word megas. And guess what word we get from that Greek word megas? We get the word mega. Amen. Like a megaphone or a, you know, something that's great, something that's big. Some people want a mega church, you know, but a great church. But this is a mega calm. The same word was used in verse 37 for the storm. For it said that, a, that in in verse 37, that a great or a mega storm arose. But I want you to notice something. That this mega storm, this great storm, was followed by a mega calm or a great calm. See, Jesus matched the mega storm with a mega calm. Come on, somebody. If Satan causes a mega storm, you can just believe that Jesus, if you will trust him, is going to counter the mega storm with a mega calm. Hallelujah. With a greater calm than the storm ever was. We've got to believe that. We've got to stand on that today, saints of God. Jesus will match the mega storm with a mega calm. For instance, if Satan has caused a mega financial problem, I want you to know if you believe the Lord, I believe Jesus will match that with a mega financial blessing. Can I get an amen? If Satan has caused a mega sickness, I'm looking forward to Jesus matching it with a mega healing. Come on, can I get a witness here today? Whatever the mess is that the devil has caused in your life, Jesus wants to match that mess with a greater miracle and a greater blessing in your life. Hallelujah. He always does. But you've got to believe that. I'm not preaching to you some fairy tale or something from fantasy. I'm giving you the Word of God today. You, you know, we, we can't sit here then and say, well, that sounds good, but it won't happen in my life. Because if that's the attitude that we take, it won't happen in your life. 
See, you've got to believe. And you've got to keep believing. And you've got to keep on keeping on and coming to the Lord. And saying, Lord, I'm in a storm. But you're the one who tames the storm. Lord, I've searched my heart. And I know there's nothing there that I'm disobeying you in. So this storm doesn't come from you. It comes from the enemy. And Lord, I'm believing you today to stand up and arise in my situation. And speak to the storm. And speak to the wind and make it go and tell the devil to sit down and shut up and stop his work in my life today. Hallelujah. Your cry will wake up the master. Don't give up. Keep crying. Keep calling on him. He's there to turn the mega storm into a mega victory in your life. Give the Lord a praise today. Amen. Mark Twain and a friend of his walked out of a building one day into a rainstorm, pouring down rain. The friend of Mark Twain's looked at him and he said, Well, do you think it'll stop? His answer was, It always does. You may be going through a storm this morning, but what What I just told you is true with any storm. It's true with the rain. Will it stop? Here in Missouri, sometimes we wonder, don't we? But guess what? It always does. It always does. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, the rainbow is the promise of God that when the storm comes, hallelujah, the rainbow is not for the LGBTQ mess. The rainbow is the promise of God that when the storm comes, there'll be a peace and we'll come through it and victory is ours on the other side. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. Will it stop, Brother Rick? It always does. If you'll look to Jesus, if you'll stand for him, if you'll keep him on your boat, it always does. It always does. It always does. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to be an encouragement to you this morning. Amen. Worship team, make your way back if you would. I want to be an encouragement to you today. We might go through it, but it's not going to last forever. It's got to come to an end. When Jesus rebuked the wind, the sea, the great mega calm came. And the Bible says this in verse 41. They feared exceedingly. You see that? When, they, when the disciples saw that, or saw what Jesus did, they feared exceedingly. And that means they were struck with amazement. And that word exceedingly, could you, could you venture a guess what the Greek word is for exceeding in that passage? Megas. They feared megas. They feared mega. They were astonished mega. Amen? They were mega amazed at the miracle of the Lord.
mega amazed, exceeding amazed at the power of the Lord. So listen, listen. There was a great storm. There was a great calm, and then there was a great amazement at what the Lord had just done in their life. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be going through the great storm today, but hang on. The great calm's coming. And when the great calm's come, you're going to stand back and say, I'm mega amazed at what God has just done in my life. I'm so amazed at the power of God at work in my life. Oh, I don't know about you today, church, but I want to be amazed. I want to be amazed at the work and the move and the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. Oh, let's stand to our feet and worship Him today. Come on, church.